Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your boy Trudeau. D, are you happy you hear music this week? Man, I'm happy to not only hear music, but it's a great Tuesday. Work has been straight. The weekend was fun. Like I'm coming in here happy. Like we we actually we had a great episode last week. I got a lot of energy for us today. It's funny that you're in such a good mood. Well, it's not funny. I'm glad you're in a good mood because usually <laughs> We get here on Tuesday pre-show, like shoot, shoot this shit for like a half an hour, and you're just like, "Bruh, it's been another week." So it's glad to, I'm glad to have the positive vibes. I need that today, man. I've had a rough, <laughs> rough one. I think, I think you stole all my juju. Potentially, but I'll, I'll bring the uh, I'll bring the I'll bring the heavy hitters today. I think what's happening is we're we're so close to football. <laughs> I think I'm just getting like happier and happier that we're so it's right around the corner. College football is back. Well, I know you'll touch about that. Like preseason football is over. A lot of people have gotten a lot of fantasy drafts completed by now. So like it's it's that that end of summer fall kick. Like now there's going to be something entertaining post work that like we can all like get together and watch. So it's 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 a good time. Good time right now. It's it's definitely been a grind with just baseball. I can, I can mess with a few baseball games here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, every night it ain't, it ain't my thing. So yeah, I'm glad football's coming back. We'll touch on college football today. I I can't wait to ask you about college football because listen, I will say myself, my forte is probably NBA, but I'm pretty versed everywhere. Your, I, I get without a shadow of a doubt, D, your forte, man, you love and live for college football. It is my sport, man. Obviously, we both play it, so like, it's not like it's something that we just talk about and don't know what we're talking about. Granted, we didn't play the D one level yes. like some of these cats, but it's still playing ball. Um, and what I see it as, like, it's it's more. There's more emotion behind it. Each game means so much more. You know, you lose one game at the beginning of the season and it could potentially ruin the whole season, right? Saints start off 0-4 and you're just like, all right, they still got, you know, another 15 games to try to make up. Um, but like it, when it comes to LSU, you know, the, the SEC, that's the conference that I'm always going to cheer for. One loss and it's like it derails your entire season that you just prepped 365 days for. Uh, so uh, I'm here for it, man. And it's, it's back, so I'm happy. Yeah, so we're going to do college football about like middle of the show. I got a little game for D for college football. So I'm excited to try that out. He has no idea what the game's going to be. I a little bit. I didn't do any prep for the game. I hope I have some good music. I'll find that 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 knee slap music. Uh what we used for the uh, for the uh where who where what was that game called? Who, where you been? So we'll we'll, we'll break yep. that back. I'll have a good time. Uh we're going to be weird with sports today. So college football, I want to talk a little FIBA World Cup for those who aren't initiated. It's the uh the equivalent of like the FIFA soccer but for basketball. I know in America, we don't really care about it, but uh, it's been really fun. It's going on right now. We'll talk about that. I have a truth tellers. It involves, ba- I know, baseball, yawn, but I think it's there's some <laughs> fishy shit going on in baseball, and I want to uncover the truth on that one. Um, before we get started, do you say a good week? My ass has been up since 4 a.m. You know, you know how it is, man, when you get that that kid up mad early in the morning, won't go to bed. That was me this morning. So I'm running on fumes, but I'm going to fight through for you guys and UD. Well, we appreciate you being here for it. In, in all honesty, you, you just talked about obviously the little one, and it, I don't even know if we talked about it last week because Monday and Tuesday started off on such a high. The, my my oldest uh, started school last week, and 
like separation from like the my my youngest. So Monday and Tuesday were great. Like mm-hmm. the missus dropped her off on Monday, nothing. Tuesday, I dropped her off perfectly fine. We did our show on Tuesday night. Good God, Wednesday through Friday were absolutely miserable. I've never felt like such a shitty human being, like dropping off my child and her just crying. Ugh. Like it like hurt my soul. Like I was like, I'm not a good parent. I'm not a good parent. Like I'm not doing this the right way. Like she's screaming through the glass, like, Da-da. and I'm like, I gotta go to work. Like, God. Like she's like she's not going to obviously, but like I'm like 30 years from now she's gonna be like you left me at daycare at <laughs> school, but yeah, yeah. So I think that's where the energy is now because it's like that week is gone. Done, she's yeah. a little bit better now, but you could. It's funny because you came at me a long time ago, be Mister Hard Ass Dad. Now you're like I feel so bad dropping her off. The Dude, I, the thing is, I can't, right. I I will be as strict as possible, but like there's still little things. Now that's the princesses, you know what I'm saying? Like daddy's little girls. That there's something about it where you're just like, good God, like I, I'm soft as baby shit when it comes to you know how 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 much they have me wrapped around their finger at three years old. You know what I mean? Like that's ugh. But yeah, I don't wish that on anyone. Like, if you got to drop off, the, the the biggest tip I would give, if you got to drop off your little ones at school or daycare, drop them off, run out. Don't look back. Like, if you turn around, that's when it's a problem. Because uh, you keep crying and you start crying. I like the flashbang strategy. Like, you just, like, distract with shit here and there. And they're just confused as hell. And you just piece the hell out. Yeah, they don't they yep. know what hit them. They're like, wait, where where did my dad go? Wait, what? Oh, I'm here at daycare. Okay, it's cool. Um, by the way, free advice. Check out our fantasy football draft guide that we put out last week me and d went through the whole draft we are we actually got a lot of traction there was a lot of downloads in that podcast episode i thought it was really good and i think it holds up because i told d throughout the week like hey i've been listening to more fantasy uh like the big the big name espn shows for fantasy and honest to god man they are i think they listened to us and stole our tips because it's like you know the exact same uh-huh stuff they're telling you, but ours is condensed to an hour. You know, you have to listen to 10 hours of their bullshit and have 20,000 ads. Check our stuff out. You'll win your league. You'll win some money. Um, and obviously those watching live listening, we appreciate you as always. Let's not talk for nothing sp- too. And this is just a big shout out. Not only the people that are listening to us live, but those that are going to download and listen to us tomorrow morning, uh, big shouts to the social media community. I think this was one of the first times outside of the March madness music madness tournament that we had where people were actually asking for advice. The fact that somebody had reached out to you asking for potential trade advice on Twitter, like that's awesome. That means that people are listening, right? So like we only, we do this because we have fun with it, but we also do it to try to help people if they have questions about specific sports, not to say that we're reporters or analysts or anything like that, but we have our own insight and it's really good just to see people coming together and like reaching out to us asking for advice with stuff so again kudos to everybody that's listening and watching we really do appreciate you guys appreciate you let's talk some sports i see what you did there yeah you like the title i I wanted to talk with the fiba stuff because i've been wanting to talk about it for like two weeks now I've been into I've been interested into it because I, obviously I told you I love basketball mm-hmm. um, and I find this cup World Cup to be always a fun thing because you get to see players who don't usually have a big role on their team play for their national team and just become like this superstar god you know who, who who's like the the guy in these tournaments whether it be Olympics or World Cup for FIBA it, it always meant like a Patty Mills 
who's just Patty Mills in the NBA, but he's 30 points a game, Dominant. Patty Mills. Yeah. So it's it's been fun. I'm going to give you like a quick rundown of what's happened so far. USA is coming into, the, into this tournament as the odds-on favorite to win the thing. Uh, following them are Canada and France. We know, obviously, that France has already been bounced from the tournament. Huge upsets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, you know, it looks like it's a two-horse race between the USA and Canada. Uh, USA squad, I'll, and I'll, we'll, we'll talk about other squads afterwards, but it's pretty good, right? It's not your A-plus list of celebrity basketball players. It's not your Kevin Durant. It's not your LeBron James. But there are some really good players. I'm, I'm going to try to think of their starting five. I think it's Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five. Brandon mm-hmm. Ingram at the four. Um, the three, I think it's Ant-Man. Yep. Uh, you have Jalen Brunson at point guard, and their shooting guard... Is Austin Reeves starting for them? McCall Bridges. McCall Bridges. Um, yeah. yeah, Austin Reeves coming off the bench. They have a couple other good guys uh, off the bench. Reeves, uh, Paolo Ben Carroll's been getting a lot, of, a lot of burn for them. Um, Walker Kessler out of Utah. I don't. He hasn't been really playing. And then Cam Johnson, another another uh, name. So yeah, like, yeah. those aren't your perennial All Star type players. I'm trying to think if any of those players have made an All Star team at this point. But like a good a good squad. Uh, they've been playing very well so far, undefeated in the warm-up games, undefeated so far in the tournament. D, have you had a chance to watch any of this? Not live. A lot of updates and recaps. You know, I still get the updates from the Lakers because of Austin Reeves, so anything that he does, I think he just scored 15 out of their last game off the bench. Uh, anything that he does is something that like I'll look at as an update, and then I'll watch. All right, let's see how Anthony Edwards has been doing. I, I said that like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, hey, he looks kind of good. And I know you were saying it's like the practice games and whatnot, but like he's actually leading the charge for the team. Um, so it's really good just to see these types of players step up. And who's to say that this doesn't... Basketball is like, if you're always playing, if you're consistently out there, even when they're just at the open gym and they're you know at the summit or they're playing at LA Fitness or whatnot, like they're playing against like NBA talent, right? So like it's just going to get them that much better. So if this makes those jumps faster for those guys, a Brandon Ingram who's who might have already peaked but someone like a Anthony Edwards, a Jalen Brunson, obviously with the new re- revitalization in New York, and like a Jaron Jackson, like if it's another leap that they can get out of this, then you know, kudos to them. There's so many things I want to dissect of like what you just said. I think the first thing is the idea that this World Cup is actually like really good. I know we don't care as Americans that much about the FIFA World Cup, especially it's in the Philippines, so the games are on at like 4 a.m. and 8 a.m. Yeah. Um, but this has a really positive impact on the players who play. You know, one big case study on this, I think, was eight years ago on the, the FIBA World Cup team, not last time, but the year before, or the time before, so it's every four years. Kevin Durant was on that team, and this was Kevin Durant when he wasn't the top five player, Kevin Durant. He was just on the ascent, and he had absolutely dominated the FIBA World Cup, and he used it as a as a place to launch his ascendance in the NBA where maybe he wasn't trying all of his bag of tricks in the NBA and the FIBA World Cup gave him the opportunity with great coaches because mm-hmm. Pop was the coach and I think um, Krzyzewski was the coach there as well at that yep. point in time. The assistant. Getting great coaching, playing, and you know what the biggest thing is? It's not the opponent you're playing against. Every day you're practicing against your teammates. NBA players. Yes. So this is a great opportunity for, and I didn't finish. So after the after the FIBA World Cup eight years ago, Kevin Durant 
had this breakout season. Then since then, he's been a perennial all-star. But my point is, like, this is really good for the guys playing. So if you have one of those young guys at this tournament, you have to feel good about their development. You've mentioned Ant-Man looked great in the the warm-up games. The stars so far, like, of this tournament for the USA in the two actual games, guy, look at me, D. Austin Reeves and Paulo Bancaro yes. have been the two, like, breakout stars in the past two games, and well, you'd love you to see, see it. It's to your left. Can you give a virtual fist bump? Can you go to your left? That way. Bang. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, Austin Reeves has been awesome. Um, he's only... It, it looks like Austin Reeves is, is for real. Like, this isn't just a one-year flash in the pan. He looks great in the World Cup. Um, and guys like Ant-Man and... Brandon Ingram are, are giving him the ball and be like, hey, this guy can play. Like, let's let's let him work. And that's just like he's getting the respect of the other guys. Um, it's, it's great. It's just great. And then from the coaching standpoint, you have three outstanding coaches. You know who's coaching this team? I know Steve Kerr is one of them. I don't know who the other two are. The head coaches, Steve. So listen to this all-star coaching staff. Head coach, Steve Kerr. Assistant coaches, Eric Spolstra and Ty Lue. I did hear about that because it was Anthony Edwards that actually put out he now understands what heat culture means. And like that's again, this is what you had talked about with Kevin Durant, you know, eight years ago. This is huge for I think that type of younger player, Anthony Edwards. I almost forgot that probably the biggest name, Tyrese Halliburton. I forgot like, him, sorry, he, yeah. He has the keys to Indiana right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not Miles Turner, like there it's not literally anybody else it's Halliburton and this that type of coaching you got Spo you got Kerr and you said the last one was Ty Lue Ty Lue all legit championship caliber type coaches like that is incredible to have that's that's how you learn that's how you get better and I know that was my biggest point was saying like it's not just they're, they're just playing just to play like they're out there playing NBA talent day in and day out throughout the summer. And yeah, you can go out, you can get your jump shots in. Like we've all seen the, you know, the workout videos of dudes that are just getting shots up. That's there's nothing wrong with no. that. I'm not saying or devaluing it, but I'm saying when you're actually out there in game playing, you got to adjust to the FIBA rules. Obviously it's different because it's, it's not like the NBA. And then like you're playing in practice, like you were saying, we all talk about the dream team and like how good they were because it was magic against Jordan. It was Hakeem against Patrick. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all-star versus all-star at the time, Hall of Famers now that we look back at it. And we're not saying that like, you know, Anthony Edwards and Jalen Brunson are Hall of Famers, but they're all-stars at their respective positions. So like they're going at each other every day in practice. Just going to make them that much better come the NBA season in October. Yeah, I, I love it. If you have a, a young player in there and, the U.S. team has been very good for being like a, a younger base team. They look great. They're still probably the favorites to win this thing. Um, you know, just a couple other things in the USA, and then we'll jump on some of the other teams. This isn't a gimme, by the way, right? Four years ago, uh, we competed in the FIBA World Cup. We finished in seventh place. And that, if you remember that team, that was a team with, I think, three, I think at least three Celtics on it. I think it was... Uh, Jalen, Jason, and... I thought Kemba. it was... Kemba was I feel like Marcus Smart was on that team. So was it four Celtics? I thought it might have been four, but I know it's Jalen Jason and Kemba. Okay. I remember that because that was like the talk on sports radio because what's his name? Um he wasn't who's the coach that just lost his job. Now he's in Houston. Ime Odoka. 
I think he might have been related to that team also. Which oh, you're was part right. Of the reason why Pop he was became the it. coach. Yes. Yeah. He, I, I don't think he was a head coach, but he no. was a part of it, which is what led him to yep. be the coach in Boston. Yep. And when he got hired and they failed at that one, I was like, hey, man, you guys are looking at. I'm saying that that's how it was going to happen. They got to the NBA finals. <sighs> but like, I remember making that joke like, you got Jalen, Jason, and Kemba. Yeah. And you guys are not doing great in FIBA. The one thing about mm. FIBA is that. From what I've heard, and I've only watched FIBA for a couple of years, is that the big benefit a big benefit in the FIBA games is size because they yes. don't call it as ticky tack as the NBA. So if you're a smaller guard, you're not going to get a lot of lot of foul calls, and so you're going to get lots of physical play. That that team four years ago with Kemba at the point guard, it just it was it's a tough fit for the U.S. This is this team's more 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 kind of configured for FIBA with with size. Like think about the outside of Brunson, a lot of a lot of bigger guards with, with Halliburton and, and uh, some of those other players. Yeah, um, and then one other, one other thing to consider before we get into the other teams, I I do want to talk about the teams really quick. Mm-hmm. Watch out, NBA, because we all know what happened with the Redeem team. Was it two thousand and eight? Olympic Games, the Redeem mm-hmm. team. Guys get together and they have a good time playing together <laughs> in these international going. competitions. That's where Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and Bosch met, right? These sort of competitions, and this team seems very friendly, like they really enjoy being around each other. These type of competitions build friendships and build ch- chatter happens between these guys can, down the line and Hey, well, you know, you're going to be a free agent next year. Like, you know, you're going to come like these type of tournaments build the super teams. So like we might be planting the seeds of a, a Tyrese Halliburton coming to Orlando magic and play with Paolo or someone joining Austin Reeves in the future. You know what I mean? Like this is, a, it has an impact on the future. It's good for the sport. It's yeah. definitely not a negative thing. You know, I, th- this isn't a, ta- this isn't a, uh, a roster that I would like have any problem with if they yo got two max contracts, you know, the whole Kyrie Irving thing. I wouldn't have a problem with that. You know, it's like I said, I don't see Hall of Famers out of this where like, hey, you are the guy you need to put the backpack on and lead your team to an NBA finals. And if you can't do it, like it's on you. I see this as like the the next step superstar. Like we're we're at a time where there's the aging 15 to 20 plus uh, years pro that's getting ready to retire. That class is getting ready to. So if this is the next wave, then let's just hope that they're ready to take that jump. Like that's that's going to be their responsibility, and they're showcasing it against the world right now. Uh, one last note to wrap up, like the general FIBA stuff before we get into the other teams, is mm-hmm. that this does count towards like Olympic qualifying. So there is also outside of winning the FIBA World Cup, you know. Uh, the idea of getting to Paris in 2024, if you can finish high in this, you, you get the qualification. What, actually, you know what? You know, really quick, one kind of disappointment for the U.S. team. Like I told you, everyone's been pretty good so far. It's Granted, it's five warm-ups or four warm-ups in two games. B.I., Brandon Ingram, super disappointing so far in this tournament. He was supposed to be He's one of their He's also complaining a lot from what I've heard. Yeah, I think what the difference is and what I've heard the complaints are about is that when he plays in New Orleans, he gets more freedom to be a ball handler and do some sort of distribution and be the be a primary ball handler on that team. Yep. Not not the primary ball handler, but be a guy who's a ball handler. Um, they've asked BI to be more of like, a, they, they said like a, I'm quoting Winhorst, a Kevin Durant or a Carmel Anthony role, role where we're going to give you the ball in like a high post and like you're going to just 
you know, one dribble shoot, like some sort of like, just, we're going to get you the ball and just, you're going to get like, use some skill moves to get a shot. Um, and that's he's not what he's six, nine with a seven, four wingspan, but he's like, not what he's used to. It's true. not his game. So it's been tough for him. I'm sure he'll, he'll figure, figure this out by the end of the tournament. Uh, other teams though, we talked about France. They're disappointing loss. They've lost. They lost the first two games. First to Canada got blown out. Uh, France and Canada were the second favorites to win this thing. France gets blown out. First game loses to Lithuania or Latvia. Yep. The second game, I forget what, what country it was. They're out of the tournament. That team was okay. Uh, as far as NBA talent goes, probably the second most talented. Gobert, <laughs> I, I did that for you. I know it's Gobert. Thank you. Nicholas Batum, obviously at the tail end of his career. Evan Fournier, again, guy who doesn't play for the Knicks. And blast from the plat- from the past, I brought up before the show, Gershon Yabushaseli. <laughs> what a name. Old Celtics, baby, old Celtics. But yeah, I, I said it already. Like, I'm not wishing on NBA players' downfalls. I just see it as, like, I, I still think Gobert is a disappointment when it comes to an NBA player. And, you know, they, they didn't get enough, they didn't have enough to get it done uh, at the end of the day. You can't lose to Latvia, uh, unfortunately. That's just not, when you're a favorite, you can't lose those types of games. And we gave, look, we keep it consistent. At least I know you will. You gave the U.S. women's soccer team. Like you, you got on them. You bashed them when they're like, you were expected to be at least the top. I'm not saying you're going to win it, but at least be the top point getter out of your group. They couldn't even do that. So same thing goes with France. Like this is this is part of. Well, it. here's the most embarrassing thing, and you're going to love this to crush Gobert. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose to Latvia. I think they lose by two points. No, Kristaps Porzingis playing for Latvia. He's Latvian, mm. but he had the plantar fasciitis in that game. Now Gobert's probably the most, the highest paid, at least, mo- you know, probably the the best talent on the team. Whether you hate Gobert or not, he's probably the best player. One shot, mm. one shot in that game. He finished with nine points, two points off of the shot, and then seven points off free throws. But that's that's embarrassing. This the, probably the second best team in the tournament outside of the U.S. Canada. Really, actually, good roster. It's a it's a roster full a lot of, of NBA talent, NBA players. Yeah, they're starting five. Shea Gilders Alexander, which is this probably the second best player in the tournament outside of Luca. Yep. RJ Barrett, another, you know, max player. Whether you hate him or love him, Dylan Brooks, an yep. NBA an NBA starter. Uh Maple Jordan, Kelly Olinick, and then Dwight Powell. Like that's that's a very that 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 lineup right there, I'm trying to think. You don't forget uh Lou Dort. Oh yeah, Lou Dort. Dort. The bench. Let's yep. just add Lou Dort. That lineup. I think it's Nikolai um, Nicholas Alexander. There's a middle name that he has too. Walker Nick uh, N A W. Yeah, Nicholas Walker Alexander. Nick, something like that. Yeah. He played for the Spurs at one point. You put. Yeah. They, they're let's a good just team. Fill that that bench out with like some average role players. Where did, where, that that lineup's what like a thirty win NBA team like in a, playing in the NBA. Yeah. Like that's that's a good team. So that's probably the best competition we're going to face at US. And they smoked everyone they've played so far. Just really quick, a couple other teams that are interesting. Uh, the, probably the next best team out of uh, remaining outside, outside of the US and Canada, Germany. Okay. A couple NBA players. They got the Wagner brothers. So Moen, Moen Franz Wagner, Wagner. Uh, Franz is probably the best player in their team. Actually, Dennis Schroeder is actually an international really beast. International yeah. beast. He's so fast. Yes. He's good in FIBA. And then a uh, blast from the past. Another Celtics blast from the past. Daniel Tice uh, plays from, for Team Germany. Not It's not a bad yeah. roster, the 3-0. Australia, we talked about top of the show. Patty Mills, FIBA Patty's really good. 
Mm-hmm. Josh Giddy, a very good starter for ascending the ascending starter. Yep. Uh, Matisse Thibel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe Ingles, good defender. Passes prime, and then Dante Exum, <laughs> top top. I'm surprised. Lottery he's, pick. Uh, is he still even in the league anymore? I don't think I'm gonna look the. I don't think he's in the league anymore. That's a good one. We have to. By the way, when the NBA comes back, 10, we gotta play that 50, game. Or, yeah, still are they the still avail- Are they still in the league? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like that one. New two K is about to come out, so yeah, I might be able to actually do uh, some good names for it. I think those are the best rosters, the ones we've mentioned. A couple, just a couple interesting guys that are in the NBA. I'm just gonna rat tat tat some of these teams with some NBA guys. Finland has Lori Markinen. They've been eliminated. Lithuania, I think they've advanced. They have uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, the Philippines, I'm pretty sure they got bounced. Uh, Jordan yeah. Clarkson. Uh, Montenegro, I think there's still contention. Uh, Nikola Vucevic. Okay. This was an interesting one. Do you know who plays for the Dominican Republic? I don't know if you've yeah. seen. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Dominican Republic. Yep. They're three. They're three and, and oh. Yeah. So they've advanced. That, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's an interesting story. I, well, I'll get back to the last interesting story. Slovenia, Luka, which I think they're probably advanced. Serbia, Bogdan Bogdanovic, Nikola Jovic. Okay. Spain has the Hernan Gomez brothers, and then Japan, Utah Watanabe. One one player I wanted to mention who has been like letting up this tournament. Uh, do you do you remember Rondé Hollis Jefferson? Yeah, lefty. Yes, uh, he has been absolutely off. off going off in this tournament. He, he plays for Jordan, mm-hmm. and I don't think they've won a game. I I might be wrong. I don't think they've won a game, but he's been averaging. Like 25, 26 points a game. And he's like completely reinvigorated his <laughs> career. And I'm hearing from various like podcasts and stuff that this guy might have through this tournament earned himself potentially a roster spot back in the NBA after this, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, he was out in Brooklyn. I think he might have lost time with um the whole shit that went down in Brooklyn with the trading, the getting rid of the signing. I think he was just like one of those pieces that they were like, all right, we'd we don't need you. Um, so it's good to see that. And I, I'm all for that, man. Like second chances and, and like the revitalization of somebody's career. Uh, it's good to see because like just the notes that I've seen, like he he went off for like 40 on uh, on the on Kobe's birthday. He's like, this was for Kobe. So it was, it was cool to see that. So have you heard about this him and the him Kobe thing? Well, he said that he was with him. So, so I don't want to go too far with like, I'm like, hey, man, good, pay your respects, you know. Russell said that he dropped his 20, 20, and 20 for Nipsey. Like, I got no problem with that. But if you were like, yo, he was sitting on the bench with me, I'd be like, oh, hey, hey, chill, brother. I have not, not watched too far. Jordan, admittedly. I'm not, I'm not getting up before him to watch Jordan basketball. But uh, Brian Windhorst was saying on his podcast that this dude has, like, embraced the Kobe, and he is walking around the court with his mannerisms his his he's almost adapted his jump shot uh, granted he's lefty he has the 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 kobe wristband on the right hand he's completely changed everything about him to try to become kobe and for some reason like this dude just transformed his game and looks like a new man which is he the kobe is with him man. it's crazy I'm I'm not I'm not against it. You know what I'm saying as long as he's not talking reckless. No if, no. Uh, if he's doing what he's doing and he's playing ball, hey man, I'll, all for it. I think he wasn't I don't think he was great in Brooklyn. He wasn't good, but he wasn't like bad. And I think he just became part of that whole situation that unfortunately like broke down with with Simmons, Harden, uh Durant and Kyrie. He just was like the leftover piece that they were like, see ya. Yeah, I mean 
the FIBA World Cup's not for everyone. We're gonna probably move off this in a second, but it's it's fun, right? It's it's good basketball. It's com- it's competitive in the fact that like sometimes you watch an NBA game in the middle of uh, I don't know, let's pick a month, February or January, and people are half-assing it. This is very intense basketball, physical because they're a little more lenient with the calls here. So I encourage you to just check it out. They're in the morning. USA games are on ESPN two usually, probably four or eight a.m. Fun basketball. Give it a go. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. Absolutely, world champions of what? <laughs> All right, D. It's your time to shine, baby. A little I'm college so football action. I, I, first of all, can I just say before we get positive about college football? Yeah. Why are we doing week this week zero bullshit? It is just it's like watching JV versus varsity the entire weekend. What? What? Those? What do you mean? Those games didn't count, or are you just saying that like it's just games that they should have been on TV? The games These on TV warm up games were like Bama's probably got Appala- No, the Appalachian State that are actually really good, but like Bama probably has like Arkansas, like Middle Tennessee State University yeah. of College Jefferson, like scheduled for Week Three. They always do that before they play LSU. So like, whatever you want to beat up on a team so that you can get their money, you can give them some money and get your guys to you know put up seven hundred yards. Whatever, I got no problem with that. Oh, I'm just saying the quality is awful. There are at least, at least this weekend. There's a couple of good games. Obviously, we have LSU, Florida State, which I know you have circled on the calendar. Yes, sir. Uh, I think Florida and Utah is Thursday. It's a decent game. So, like, we're getting to a slate of actually worthwhile college football games. I'll let you take the floor where you want to talk about with the college football season. I thought you were going to start with a rank. I mean, uh, with the game, but yeah. So I think this is going to be a big year for a couple of big players. Uh, I think a uh, uh, Caleb Williams, a potential Heisman Trophy winners, has got a lot to prove right now. Um, I think he has the reins for being the potential number one quarterback, not only in the country but like out of the draft coming up for next year, and potentially being the number one, you know, overall pick. And there's a lot of teams that have a lot to prove. Uh, obviously, top five ranks out. We got Georgia as first. Back-to-back champs, kind of easy with that. They got Brock Bowers, an absolute stud at tight end. Like, this kid's getting uh, comparisons of, like, Kelsey Gronk and, like, Kittle together. That's one hell of a combination of a tight end if you're getting all three of those as a comparison. Uh, You got Michigan with a potential last year stint for Harbaugh. Like, that's up in the air. If he doesn't get a championship done, you know, this season, he might jump to the NFL or something like that. Uh, So we'll see how that plays out. We got Ohio State. And their unfortunate chances of falling short in the college football playoffs, but they got a lot riding on them with Marvin Harrison Jr. Jr. I think, yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr., the best wide receiver like in the country. This kid's up there with like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase type talent when he was when they were in college. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to them um, playing this season. Alabama is Alabama. You know, they don't really have a quarterback that you, it jumps off the page the last three years. Alabama got really, uh, I won't say lucky, but they just hit on every single quarterback they had. When it goes down to Mac, as much as I talk crap about him, like in the pros, he was a great quarterback in college. They had Jalen Hurts before him, and they had Tua Tagovailoa. So, like, they've been on a really good heater uh, when it comes to college quarterbacks that they've been able to produce. And then, obviously, number five, the best number of all time. It's just LSU. Uh, We'll see how they go in Jaden Daniels, who's a potential Heisman candidate. Uh, Second year, you said to give coach brian kelly two years so like i'm i'm 
I'm a little bit more, I would say, like lenient behind this, but like now's the time to win. So that's how the top five ranks out for me. I know. I mean, I know Georgia's dominant. The the teams I wanted to talk on was first of all USC. I don't know if it's just week one jitters, but I I had I had bet on that game, so I followed. I didn't watch it, but at least at the early stages of that game, they were in kind of a little bit of a. I'm not going to say they were worried, but it was unsettlingly close for USC. Their defense seems to be lacking. I know they have Caleb Williams. That they were me a little bit. I'm curious if you're worried. And then also uh, the the Bama thing. So apparently they have three quarterbacks they like. They don't know which one to go with. And what concerns me about Bama, these are the two teams in the top five I'm a little concerned about. What concerns me with Bama is that if you think back to last year, they've kind of feels like they've lost their edge as far as we have all five top five defensive linemen. Like their talent depth is not as is the golf is not as wide as it used to be. And, you know, they finished what they had two losses or three losses. Uh, four last year. Okay. So they had a bunch of losses with the future number one pick. So I don't, oh, I forgot about Bryce when I was going over the QBs. My bad. Yeah. I don't know if they are the Alabama of olden days where you can just throw a Greg Mackle. Like, I don't know. Was it was Greg McElroy a quarterback mm-hmm. for Alabama? Like yep. one of those guys, a quarterback and still wins. So those are the two teams in the top five that I, have a little concern about do, do you have any concerns about those two that i've mentioned yeah so usc is just outside of it the ranks okay six, my bad is, no you're good, you're good. top just six to let, let else knowing. um so usc is a team that i have as uh yes they're they're scared they're in a scary situation caleb williams is an incredible quarterback but it is 100 percent that defense that they have to worry about like there's not a star studded player like they used to have there's no clay matthews coming outside of the edge uh, or like, you know, um, a Marcus Williams in the middle. There's no definitive or I think there was even like a shutdown corner that they used to have. They don't have a solid defensive player and you can put up, a, you know, 50, 50 points per game. But if you give up 51, you lose. Right. And like that's what it may come down to with Caleb. They're going to put up points. It's just getting their defense stop. And like that's what they couldn't do against teams like Utah last year, where Utah was able to slow down their offense and score just enough on for on their offense to keep them in the game and obviously take over a dub. Uh, they got, you know, that same type of schedule. <clears throat> they got Washington, who's in the top 10, Oregon, who's just outside. Bo Nix trying to get into the draft, you know, top 15 s- selection area. So we know that they're going to be a tough out. I have them as one of my dark horses. But the Pac-10 isn't the Pac-10 that it used to be. So they, if they play the way they're supposed to, they should run the table. But they definitely have a scary, I would say, schedule just based off of how bad their defense really is. Um did you want to go on or do you want me to talk about Bama? No, yeah, you can talk about Bama. I want to share something on my screen really quick. Yeah. And we could talk we could jump into that afterwards, but I'm curious how you feel about the betting odds for the uh so you can go into Bama, but I want I'm curious afterwards how you feel yeah. about the betting odds for the college football playoff championship. I have them on the screen for those listening on podcasts. Yeah, so Bama again, the same thing. I, I think they've benefited the past four, five, six years with having great quarterback talent in which the SEC is always about defense, defense, defense. But whoever had the best quarterback out of that conference typically won. Whoever had that type of year. We see Stetson Bennett back-to-back years. He's the best quarterback in that in that division, or at least that conference. We see uh, Joe Burrow, who was there before them. And then back when they had Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa, it was Bama. 
so now that Bama is starting to go down the rankings when it comes to quarterback talent and, you know, it's week one, you still don't have one. I'm looking at, you know, Jalen Milroe. I think he was up there. Ty Simpson was also up there in Cade Currith are like the guys that they're going back and forth between who they're going to start. None of those names jump off of the paper. I don't remember them being five-star blue chip prospects as like the number one that you hear like an Archie Manning. So like it's scary and it doesn't matter. Like I just said, how good your, your offense, how good your defense is going to be if your offense can't score points and they don't have a star. I would say on offense that typically is going to carry the load that an Alabama team is going to have to have because their schedule is brutal. Like they got to go against LSU. Obviously I think they're going to be at home this year. Um, Cause they, they went to LSU last year, but like they see, yeah, they're at home. They still got to play Auburn. That's always going to be a battle. They got Texas and they almost lost to Texas last year. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I think they're on the road for Al- for A&M. It's, it's a tough road. And if you don't have a dominant quarterback in that conference, it could potentially be a problem for you. So I'm showing the odds. I got the odds up on the screen, right? So they have Georgia, mm-hmm. obviously the number one right now. They they seem to be a huge gulf between Georgia and the rest of the class as far as the odds for them to win, as far as the odds makers, plus 220. Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State are kind of bunched together. And then LSU and then the rest of the class. So the top five, um, Georgia's, you know, has a huge, I don't know how you want to word it, but a, a huge advantage. advantage as far as the odds makers are concerned. Thank you. The, here's a crazy thing, right? I, I was Googling. So I was listening to you, I promise, but I was Googling yeah. something. I Googled, has a college football team ever three-peated? Because just what Georgia's going for this year, they've won mm-hmm. back-to-back years. You have to go back to 1934 since the Dang. last time a college football team has three pieces. So even like those insanely good Alabama teams of five, ten years ago, they can only win two in a row. It goes back to 1934, 1935, 1936, where the University of Minnesota mm. won three back-to-back championships. So... Maybe is that just a big? I hope that's not just the Big Ten, and I'm just misreading this. But it seems very, very improbable. Um, Three in a row. It's not easy because you typically lose. You know, college football is the the guys that are studs are usually sophomores and juniors. So they've already had their you know two or three years worth of eligibility, and if they're that good and they're that dominant, they're usually going on to the NFL. I have a I have a cool list too before yeah, uh, go you get going. There has been six teams in the past that has tried to threepeat. Twenty thirteen Alabama. Okay. Uh, I don't want to read the, the long write up about what happened to them. I think they may, did they lose to LSU that year? Twenty thirteen. Oh, that was kick six. That was the kick that six. That was yes, they lost to Auburn. Uh. 2005 USC. I'm assuming that's a Reggie Bush USC. That was also weird because one of them technically wasn't. They, that was a self-proclaimed back-to-back championship okay. because LSU technically beat Oklahoma, but like USC finished higher in the poll, so they they called themselves national champions that year. <laughs> that's whack. So those are two of the three of two of the five. 96 Nebraska. I'm not familiar with that team. Then you have to go back to 1980 Alabama. 76 Oklahoma, 72 Nebraska, and that's it. There are six teams ever who have tried to three-peat in college football. None of them have been successful. That is incredible. That's, that, that, I mean, it, it makes sense I think, because of the turnover, but like that's still really by the hard way, to fathom. I think I was, when I said Minnesota, I think that was for the Big Ten title. My apologies. So I don't think anyone has. 
Um, which brings me to my, my question I've been trying to build up forever is like, even though, even though Georgia is the heavy favorite to come out and, and win the championship, I feel like history is saying no. And then I'm looking at everyone else in the sport, Alabama, there's question marks, Michigan, Ohio state. One of those guys are going to get, going to make it. Not both of them. I, I hate to say it, dude. I feel like I really sneakily like LSU this year just because I'm telling you, Les Miles in year two, he needs Les time. Miles. I'm sorry. Um, what, who's your Brian, coach Brian now? Kelly, I'm thinking Kelly. about my, my guy from like what? Don't, don't talk ago? about the disappointment in Les Miles. He got us a national championship, but he got it from Nick Saban's recruits. Kelly, my apologies. Wasn't that wasn't Les Miles famous for eating grass on the field? Yes, Vescue. Vescue. He would only he would always eat grass. The Vescue grass right before a game. That's how you knew he was. He shouldn't have been your uh, your coach. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm betting LSU, Ohio State, those are the two programs I'm looking at with the with the where where the lines are with them plus seven fifty and plus one eleven or one ten or or one thousand one hundred. I don't know how you pronounce that, but uh, eleven hundred man, 1100. come on, dude, it's hard to read. Uh, you know, I feel good about them. History is against Georgia, Alabama. You have question marks, Michigan question marks with you know Harbaugh missing some games. It's going to be an interesting college football season. It always is. I hate to say is, is, but like you, what you have to look for, and I'm telling you, like mark my words and, and bring this take up, you know, in, in 10 weeks from now, it's going to come down to quarterback play. Georgia's not returning a quarterback. Michigan has a, a onesie twosie situation. Like they've always gone back and forth with McNamara. And I think there was another quarterback that they had on their roster. Um, I mean, sorry, McCarthy, JJ McCarthy, and and they had another another guy, but like they don't know who's their number one. Ohio State just lost uh, the kid to Houston, CJ Stroud. Um, Alabama doesn't have doesn't have a quarterback. Jaden Daniels comes back in the same scheme with the head coach that he was with. They had a really successful season last year. USC's got obviously Caleb Williams, yeah. but then you got Penn State. Florida State's a sleeper and a dark horse because they're well, returning. If a they lose, if they lose to Alabama week one, no, it's going to be I, tough. I don't sledding. think Florida State LSU is that's going Alabama to determine. Was. Yeah, that's week one. I don't think Florida LSU is going to determine them not making the college football playoff. I like think it becomes it significantly le- harder. Yes, but we saw it last year. We saw it last year that b- both teams controlled their own fate, even though Here's one the of thing. them lost that game. I feel better about LSU losing that game than Florida State because LSU yes. has the teams in front of them where if they beat an Alabama, if they beat a Georgia, that helps the resume. Yep. If Florida State loses week one, they really, with an, with an ACC schedule, they really can't afford to lose another game, in my opinion. I'm with you on that. And I, I can 100% agree. I think the only team they really go back and forth with is Clemson in the ACC. I don't think there's really much talent out there. Um, I, I see North Carolina's in the top 25. Shout out to the to the U, baby. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Chapel Hill and I'm gonna watch at least some of those. Hey, I, gotta the, I gotta get the girls to go. pick either Chapel, either Duke or, or North Carolina. No, dude, go to North Carolina. Those games between North Carolina and Miami are always bananas. Like the mm-hmm. North, for some reason, North Carolina always has a crazy run game. Uh, and they put up I don't know against Miami, like 200 yards every time they play. So I got to throw jabs whenever I get the chance to, especially at my guy, J.A. from the Northeast. Um, Did you hear about the quarterback? I don't even care about his name. I don't remember his name, and I don't honestly care. The quarterback for Miami of Ohio. (laughs) 
did you hear about what he said? So apparently some reporter was just like, yeah, just when, when anybody talks about like the U, which school you talk about, he's just like, what other Miami University school would they talk about? I was like, no, this man isn't throwing shots at the U right now. And I was just like, yeah, I almost say his name. I was like, yo, you, you can't have the, the University of Miami or Miami University of Ohio where Ben Roethlisberger came out of talking shit about the Miami Hurricanes. That's how down the Miami Hurricanes are. I, I, I don't feel bad for you guys. It's not your year. You're not back. You're like Texas. I'm sorry. Every year you guys are just bad. Stop, stop thinking that like this year is your year because it's not. I do revel in the Miami Hurricanes being awful. I don't I don't mean to, but like I just laugh because they were so good for so long. And all it took was Maurice Claret to just put an absolute knife in that in that hurricane. And they haven't recovered since literally since that Ohio State championship. They have not recovered. Well, I love that you brought up Miami of Ohio because that ties into the game I have scheduled for you. Are you ready to ready to play? Yes, yes. First sir. I have to make sure I have two sounds on my soundboard. I want to know which one's the winner and which one's the loser. Uh, that's the winner. All right, good, good stuff. Ready? All right. So what I have planned for you today, I and mean, you have no idea what I'm what I'm what I'm up to. No. You like myself, love you, some NCAA football video games, and I'm sure, like any good, you know, college football fan, you don't pick the Alabamas, you don't pick the LSU's, you take your Louisiana Lafayette or whatever and you work them up to being a championship team which is why in the nature of the college football season you know I want to bring in the season right I have a game for you where I'm going to give you random ass division one FBS schools and you're going to tell me what their mascot is and maybe not the mascot what their Mm -hmm. team is called so for example Alabama is called the rolling tide Crimson, sorry. Say, oh, wow. This is going to go really bad if you're going to call Oh, my goodness. The, the Crimson Tide, LSU, or the Tigers. Yes. I have a list of universities that are current FBS schools. Uh, some of them were not FBS when you played the game back in 2014. I think that's the last NCAA football game, right? But I'm going to see how many you get right. All right? All right. You think you got this? this? And we can stop at any of these schools and just go with a random tangent. Do my best. All right. I'm going to keep score right here. The first team for you is the University of Troy. What are they called? Troy. The Troy. It's a T. I know that. The Trojans. They're very similar to USC. I don't know if you can hear the ding. Above. I got that. Yep. Yeah, the Troy Trojans. Do you know where they are, by the way? Troy is southwest. I don't know exactly where they're It is not the southwest. Of, really? Uh... Troy is in Alabama. University of Troy is in Alabama. Ooh, I thought they played in the Sun Belt, but yeah, okay. They were in the Sun Belt. I think they might be in a, a something somewhere else. I think they're a conference. The American, USA, conference American yeah. Somewhere else now. But yeah, they used to be the tricky team in NCAA football. They always used to get really good because they were in Alabama. So like they would get all the rejects from University of Alabama. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that was uh that was J A from the Northeast. That was his team when we would start. They were good. Uh, a, re, a, a, a dynasty. Yep. All right. Here's one for you. This one was not a FBS school when the game was out, but they are now. Arkansas State. Ooh. It's a tough one. Yep. 
I'm gonna go with Wildcats. Wolfpack. Uh, close. You were close. It's w something. I feel they're like the, they are W. They're the Red Wolves. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was a W. I just didn't know what it was. By the way, this game was inspired by me watching uh, UTEP versus Jacksonville State on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> that that's where my Saturday was. Next question. All right. The University of Hawaii. Uh, is it the? It's either the full name, which is the Rainbow Warriors, or just the Warriors. Rainbow Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be them. That was my guy, uh, Timmy Chan, quarterback back in the day. Timmy uh, Chang. Who was the the RIP? By the way, he's, he's passed away. But the Hawaii great was it? Cole Brennan. Cole Brennan. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was a great quarterback there. Unfortunately, it's the sling. He's unfortunately he was a great quarterback. That's not. No, it. I'm. It was. I know. I know. Passing. I know. It was Cole Brennan and the uh, there was a kid from Missouri that was really good back then too. Oh, the quarterback. Brennan. Yeah. Oh God, he was on the Bucks roster last year as a backup. He got drafted in the first round. I forget his name now. He ended up being yeah, you, such a boss. Talking about too, it's crazy. But All yes, right. Colt Brennan and, and that kid from Missouri, they went back and forth it's with passing records. Crazy. All right, this one might be a tough one. The University of Wyoming. Oh, Cowboys. That's not a tough one. Yeah, it's the easy one. Their mascot is a guy it's with a, a cowboy hat and a Mustang. Yeah. Ugliest fucking colors, by the way. They're it's in like yellow. It's like burnt mustard and yeah. brown. What the hell? Like, who even put hey. that? They used to play in a dome. They, I'm pretty sure they played in a dome at, at back in the day. If you could think of the most famous alum football-wise, as we go down this list, we'll name it. Josh Allen was a oh, Wyoming yeah. Cowboy. Yep. Yep. Forgot about that. That's probably why that's more recent for me to remember, but I do remember the mascot. The University of Rice. Rice University. Ooh. That that wasn't a D1 team. Mm, they're blue. They are. That one. They are blue. I don't got. I don't got that one. Rice owls. Owls. Ooh. Do you know where the University of Rice is? Mm. Or Rice University? I don't think it's University of Rice. Wait, they're in Texas. They are in Texas. Yeah, they're actually apparently uh, like a very. I, apparently, Rice University is a very prestigious school. Like you have to have a really good GPA to get in there. Uh, so if you actually put together all of the, it's an incredible number. There's like twelve D1 schools in in Texas. Yeah, like you could you could trip a fall and end up on a D1 team out there. Well, there's there's, is there another one on list? There is another one on this list. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel you got this one. Oh boy, Tulsa sets me up for failure. Tulsa. Oh, um, go, is Tulsa Golden Knights. Oh, Golden you flashes. so Golden flashes. Close. Golden You're flashes. That's Kent State, buddy. The Golden oh, Flashes. Oh, okay. Golden Hurricanes. You were close. Oh, okay. You had the Golden. golden. Something. Yeah. Uh, and for those just joining, I, I see, the game I see so people long, joining man. now. I see people joining now. We were playing a little game where D is trying to guess the, uh, the I was a mascot. What do you say? The team name of shitty colleges, yep. college football teams. All right. This one, I could not remember. I'm, I'm thinking you got this one. You mentioned the school earlier. Mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech. What is Louisiana Tech's football team called? They're the blank. They're blue, white, yeah. and red. I'm trying to get the... They're in Louisiana, if that helps. I get I get that. Oh, Bulldogs. Yeah, there you they're, go. they're close to Fresno. Not, they're not close to Fresno, but their logo is very close to the Fresno Bulldogs. That was impressive. All right, a couple more. 
Here's the other Texas team. University of Texas at El Paso, UTEP. UTEP. The game UTEP. I was watching on Saturday that inspired this. It's not Mountaineers. Ooh, you are you are getting close. You're getting closer. Yeah, Miners. UTEP Miners. Let's go. That was impressive. Well, their logo is a, is a guy with a pickaxe. Yeah. 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 You know your college football, man. All right. That's my ship. We're going to get... All right, no, before we get deep into the Michigans, Middle Tennessee. Ooh, that was my team, too. <laughs> oh, you better get this right. Uh, he... Oh, no, that's Attleboro. Attleboro's the blue bomb idiot. The oh, blue you're so close. You're so close. Okay. I'll get you uh, say the color. The color is there. You got the blue, color. It's blue, black, and white. It's blue. Those are silver. It's the blue uh, something. It's not Mountain. Raiders. Raiders. I was Middle Tennessee State in ours in our in our dynasty that we had. Six and three. Six and three. Let's try. Let's try to get through a couple ones. The Michigans. Let's just go Central, Eastern, Western Michigan. Central Michigan is. You're never gonna get this one. No. I can see the colors maroon and yellow. I don't know what can this thing give, is. Can you give me the first letter? C. The Chatkaklins? Chippewas. Chippewas, okay. Nope. I'm not going to accept that. Nope. Eastern Michigan. They're green. There's alliteration here. They're green and white. Eastern. I'm trying to... Eastern Michigan. It's not miners. There's alliteration here. I know, but I don't know what that means. Eastern Mich. <laughs> Wait, are they? They're bird. Eagles. They're like the Philadelphia Eagles colors. Yes, the Alliter old school alliterations like the same, like the same letters. The same letters. Western e Western Michigan. All right, uh, Western Michigan. And I'm just, I think of alum who who just who just retired. Uh, top fifteen draft pick wide receiver Corey Davis, Western Michigan alum. I don't got that one by any means. I'm. No, I don't got that one. Broncos. Ooh. Ew. All right, I'll give you one more. <laughs> For all the money, all the marbles. Oh, boy. We this go. is a tough one. James Madison University. That's not a D1 AA school. They are now. Um, they are now. They are now, yeah. They're in Sun Belt. I'm thinking of the basketball team. You're close. You're, you're on the right track. James Madison University is the blank. Give me the first letter. D. D. Dukes. James <laughs> Ty, Madison Dukes. Ty, I love Ty with that call. What happened? Ty, Ty calling you out for the alliteration. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I had no idea what it meant by any means. I had uh, no idea. Well, well, the thing that bothered me is you said Eastern Michigan um, Eagles. Eagles. Eastern Eagles. E-E-E -E -E would have been alliteration, not E-M-E. -E. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm no math teacher out here, but... I'm pretty sure it's no. So I think I think you're right. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I think I fucked it okay. up. Okay. Yeah. I was Tell me. That, that's what I meant by I know, but I didn't know what that the way that you were saying it because Eastern Michigan Eagles has an M in the middle of it. It's not like you know Eastern. I'm not doing this. Eastern <laughs> illegal. That's an I. Um, I got nothing for you. That's, it's all good. Just reminded you, me of that. What is it? Uh, family feud with like, give me a guy's name that starts with the letter H. 
And he goes, Jose. It's like, oh, no. (laughs) You didn't just just say that. (laughs) Oh, man. And you won, Uh, though. We got everyone ready for the college football season with shitty football teams. Watch this. That wasn't an easy one, man. That was tough. Well, because I haven't played that game in so long for me to remember. It's like 150 teams, bro. But you know, like once you play at NCAA for, I'm guessing you've logged 100 hours on NCAA football plus. You know. 100 hours? Probably more, right? you, yeah, you. Do, I think I've played a thousand hours of 2K, just this this most recent 2K. I didn't leave my dorm room playing NCAA football. Like it was bad. That's why I gave you the tough I, ones. Oh my god, yeah, man. When that game comes out next year, it's going to be who an was, absolute problem. By the way, before we move off, who when you started a dynasty in uh, NCAA football back in the day, what was your squad? I choose one star. So that yeah. Middle Tennessee State was uh was usually a team because they were a a Nike um, prestige one star, like they got Nike gear. Um, trying to think who else would be a, a proper pick. I think Houston was a good pick back in the day because Houston used to be terrible, but you could get Texas recruits out By of there. By the way, Houston um, going to be a possible ACC team soon. Yeah, Florida Atlantic, Florida International. Those were good teams because they were out of Florida. Um, Troy, like you, like we brought up uh, earlier, because that was a team. Excuse me, a um. A, a bad team. Uh, Utsa was a good one. Uh, Texas San Antonio. Um, I didn't need you to name off the whole goddamn. NCAA I'm just saying those database. are teams that were really those were really good <laughs> one star teams that you could start over because like they would be Nike related and obviously I can't. We don't got on Adidas, Adidas and Reebok. Miss me with that shit. It's, it's Nike all Adidas, day, baby. We're not wearing Converse. Checks over stripes because that's what I like. Marshall was the answer. Thundering her. Marshall. Oh, was Let, that the last one? Let's let's get some truths out. Let's get it. D, I'll try to make this short and sweet. It's been a long time since we donned the tinfoil hat. Oh boy, here it comes. But I've uncovered some wild shit and I need to share it. If you're unfamiliar with the truth tellers, this guy right here tells you the stuff the mainstream media doesn't want you to know. Big media won't tell you the full story, but we will. It's time to open your third eye and hear the truth. This is the Truth Tellers with Trudeau. That's right. The government doesn't want you to know these truths. Big baseball doesn't want you to know these truths. That's why we're the tinfoil hat to protect my brain from their radio waves. D, have you heard of a Mr. Tommy John? I know about his surgery. Go ahead. Yeah. Lots and lots of pitchers are getting the Tommy John surgery nowadays. It's a new... It has. It's not a new phenomenon, but the rates are going up and up. D, I did my own research. And I found that Tommy John surgery happens the most frequently over the past five years for the teams that have a top 10 record or better. So teams that finish in MLB, the top five, 10 in the league, have a higher rate of Tommy John surgery. Why is that? It makes you think that Tommy John surgery isn't a random phenomenon. But rather, teams 
are trying to win. And when they're trying to win, maybe they're not protecting the athletes. Maybe they're over pitching. Now, let me ask you this. This is the craziest out of all. What team, no matter how you slice the numbers, the years, consistently finishes the top two with pitchers getting Tommy John? So they have the the second highest rate of Tommy John surgery amongst their pitchers. Is that the Dodgers? The Tampa Bay Rays. Why is that? Well, they're a good team, so they meet criteria one. But let me ask you this. Does Tommy John surgery increase a player's value or potentially decrease it? I see where you're going with this. It decreases it. The Tampa Bay Rays, 28th payroll in baseball, notoriously cheap, very smart. They win by winning in the margins. Now... If we already prove that you can control whether a player needs Tommy John surgery by overworking them, and we know that the Tampa Bay Braves are all about the analytics and working in the, the margins to find ways to win, and they don't have the money to pay, do you think they're incentivized to protect their pitchers? In fact, doing here. in fact, look at Tyler Glass now. Mm-hmm. who got Tommy John surgery two years ago and was on track to being one of the top five pitchers in baseball, gets Tommy John surgery, and the Rays sweep in and go, oh, poor Tyler Glass now. I'm so sorry. I know your arms hurt. We can maybe give you a nice deal, a cheap on the cheap deal, keep you around, give you that protection, you, you know, guaranteed pay. Would you like that? And he says, yeah, that sounds great. And now he's on a sweet, cheap contract. I am suggesting that the Tampa Bay Rays are purposely overworking their pitchers to decrease their value and pay them on the cheap so they can keep them because they know damn well that they can't pay them the free make, free agent price. And that is the truth tellers with Trudeau. Well, I don't want you to damage your your hat, man. It's a nice tinfoil hat. Um, I think you got. I think you might be onto something. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And for those that are listening that actually watch baseball, like please chime in if you do. Isn't Tommy John a um, proactive? I don't know. I know where it is, but isn't it a proactive injury? Injury also where like the pitchers that don't even have an elbow issue, they're like recommending them to get the surgery so that they don't get it because like it's better to get it done so that you don't have it versus when you're on a heater, you then get it and you're shut down for an extended period of time. So yeah, you can potentially rest and like take off months or you can just get the surgery and theoretically just be better. So like, let's say you rest for three months and you, the elbow injury comes back and you might get Tommy John anyway. It's almost like, well, let's just get it taken care of now. Um, dude, the list is insane. Just starting pitches for the race since 2020. Shane McClanahan just got it. Jeffrey Springs uh, this year. Shane Baz last year. Uh, Kitteridge last year. Tyler Glass now, 2020. Jalen Beeks, 
Johnny Cheerios, Colin Poach, and then Drew Drew Rousman this year was a UCL surgery, not Tommy John. So like, I think that teams know that overworking pitchers leads to this injury. I think some teams are like, fuck it. Like we're going to go for a championship. Let's just overwork the guy. And if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. But I think the Tampa Bay Rays know that if the player hits free agency, they can't pay the guy. So it's like, it's a win-win. If we overwork him and he performs, it doesn't get Tommy John. Perfect. If we overwork him, he gets Tommy John. We can just give him some shitty offer on the cheap and keep him around for a couple more years. Bam. I mean, you're always going to look at things from the GM side of uh, the GM side of perspective. You have always done that. I think that's it's terrible. That's I'll, I'll just go. To, it's it's that's awful to hear. But I'm not going to disagree with it and say that that's something that can't potentially be happening well, look behind at, the scenes. Look at the NFL and running backs. You grind those running backs, those rookie running backs, to to their feet fall off. But then when it comes to the paying them, they're like, eh, you well, you got injuries them. now. The same thing with fit pitchers in baseball. Well, what should he do? Yeah, I mean, that's an incredible comparison and unfortunate one at the same time. But yeah, man, I'm I'm usually I'm like I'm on the fence. I'm like I don't know where you're going with this one, but like I think I do agree with that you that be. it could be. You could. I mean, I'm sure this isn't breaking news. We're not the you, first people to like bring us. No, I don't want that goddamn hat. <laughs> and I'm not wasting my damn tinfoil. I needed to cook the meats in the oven. <laughs> Um, but no, and I think you might be onto something for that. That's for, for anybody that watches and listens to baseball. Like if you got, if you got a, a chance to chime in, please feel free to in the chat. Well, I think that is something, especially with the names that you just listed off just in the past three years. We know that this sort of overworking leads to Tommy John surgery. Look at Shohei Otani this month. Oh, yep. Uh, he took, he took a couple starts off because he had elbow issues, elbow soreness. They decided to throw him back out. I mean, obviously he was like, I'll pitch you out. They threw him back out. One start later, to- totally ripped the, the tendon in the elbow and needs Tommy John surgery. So, like, there are warning signs, and teams can choose to ignore them. I heard that that messed up his, like, overall value, which I doubt it. Like, he'll still well, get paid 500 mil, but, like, listen, good God, what are the chance? Like, just imagine that, like, hey, we need you. I know we suck, but, like, we need you out there. And like, all right, cool. Y'all yeah, go out there because I like playing the game. Then you get hurt. And they're like, whoa, whoa. Since you got hurt, like, I don't know if we can you, pay you now. You say that. It does not kind of influence his value. But you know me. I'm thinking through the front office perspective. The pitchers don't often come back from two Tommy John surgeries. And he's already on number two. So if you're making him a contract offer, you're going to say, well... You know, we were going to give you a hundred million dollars a year because you're both a pitcher and a hitter, but now you're really only a hitter. Still a five hundred million dollar hitter. So Don't, I you can't, can't offer you. Not. Yeah, baseball's weird though. There's there's collusion and not collusion in baseball. There. Oh, there's a hundred percent collusion with baseball. Like them contracts are are yeah. guaranteed. Rock heard something just in the most recent. Like the, I, again, this is just again one of my tangents. I don't care either. Um, Mookie Betts just played in in Boston, and like I remember, oh, yeah, the Dodgers just beat the Red Sox. Like they beat the brakes off of him too, and he he cracked the home run when I was watching it over the weekend, which was hilarious. But like he he was interviewed, and he was like, "Look, I need to clear the air with this. Like I never received a five hundred million dollar offer from the Red Sox, and it's like you hear that now, and you're just like, wait, what? What? What do you mean? Like why haven't they? Why didn't they try to keep you as as like you know a player on the team? It's like because they're cheap, obviously. Yeah, they want them cheap. But like 
Yeah, but like like it's just weird that like you you homegrown that type of talent and you Hall don't Famer. offer. Yeah, well, it was also the talk like, oh no, he just doesn't want to be in Boston. Like they tried to like talk his his name down during the the contract talks, like before the trade. Like they were like, nah, he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to come back. Like he's he doesn't he, want to be there offered. for he doesn't want to be there for three hundred million. He'd be there for four hundred million or whatever. Well, yeah, obviously. Like, well, yeah, he we offered him a contract that was ten years, a hundred million, and he turned it down. What? Like that's yeah, not no. offering him a contract. Do you know how often that happens in sports where it's like, oh, we tried to offer that we're like, it's just, it's basically the team does not want to pay market value. So they're going to tell fans we offered a contract and they just lowball the shit out of the player. So it's like, it's basically letting someone go to free agency, but not making it appear you're letting them go to free agency. You know what I mean? So you just lowball it to the mm -hmm. point where you know it's not going to work out. PR wise, the same exactly. thing that RSA is doing with John, John Jonathan Taylor yes. right now literally the exact same thing and i know we're not going to talk too much about it because like we're gonna wrap up but like the, the contracts and and sports are just especially for running backs it's so fucking disturbing like like hey go seek a trade but like the team's like oh we, we want we want three first round picks for him because he's worth that much and then johnson's <laughs> like well then why don't you pay me like i'm worth for three first round picks and they're like well we, we don't want to do that <laughs> We just want the we want the the picks as if you were worth three first round picks. Like that makes no fucking sense. Yes, it does. But it's no, yes, it, it does. doesn't. No, it, it, it does. It does from the GM. It yeah. does from from you the. Know what, you know what they're trying to say, and that's the reason why running backs are pissed off right now and have to take one year fifteen, not even fifteen, one year twelve million dollar deals because they don't have long. They won't get the longevity deal anymore. You know what that they're telling me by making that that stance. Is that we weren't going to play him at all? We want Jonathan Taylor. We don't want to pay him, so we'll make the asking price ridiculously high, so that he can't leave and has to stay here, and he has no other option. So there's there's an illusion where like, hey, you can go find a team, but like they're setting him up to fail because he won't find another team. A hundred percent. They asked for three first round picks for a running back. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. That, make, that makes no sense whatsoever. I digress. I'm, I'm proud of us. We talked about. This was the most baseball we've talked about the entire like combined start podcast. It, and it most likely will be <laughs> the, last. the last time that we talk about baseball <laughs> until next summer. So kudos uh, to those MLB fans. We we tried hey, to do it with Ellie Dela Cruz. And you, Probably you, you mentioned three different players. I'm proud of I you. I mean, I like look, I tried my best it was good. to watch baseball this year. I I tried as much as I could, and if and if homie didn't get injured, who's the uh, who, who's the song that we listen to when we're checking out? Who's the pitcher, the relief pitcher? Oh, Edwin Diaz. Yeah, if he didn't get hurt, maybe I'd have watched even more baseball because like I would have heard his his intro music, but like we we unfortunately well, don't. But we gonna let's hear it, hear now. it one more time. It. Let's get it. The show is coming to an end, but first it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. That's right. It's closing take. Time for us to get the hell out of here and get to bed. But first, a couple things that we missed from the show. D, I'll let you get started tonight. You want me to do this one? All right, first. Let me, let me pull this up. All right, I'll go quick. first. I, go I, ahead, go I, 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 I know you'll throw the, the alley-oop for that. Go ahead. I want, I want you to slam that thing home. Uh, I wanted to mention the Spain FIBA World Cup, or FIFA World Cup scandal. So many layers to this. So the Spanish women's team, many people don't know in the Women's World Cup, they were without 
several of their top players because they decided not to play because they were f- protesting against the current manager. So not the president, but the manager because of training tactics. So there was always a sh- there was already a shit ton of beef with this federation to going into the World Cup. Flash forward several months later, Spain wins the Women's World Cup. Now this is the president, not the manager of the team, but the president. So this is multiple layers here. All right, and the let me say this: the president is in charge of the manager. There was no punishment. The president comes over to one of the star players of Spain after winning the match, grabs her. Gives her a big old kiss on the on the lips. Just plants like a, one, bro. Plant don't don't undervalue <laughs> it by saying kiss, bro. He planted one directly on the lips. Now I know Spanish culture is different. Like you know, I, I know a lot of Portuguese people. You know, back from New Bedford, you give the like yeah the, the lebees, maybe the, the, the side. The, uh, mwah, uh. Mwah, mwah, mwah. You don't make out with the person, <laughs> so it gets worse. Because this man is, ref- obviously, this is where we are in 2023, where, like, if you get in trouble, you're like, you dig deeper and you don't apologize. Mm-hmm. Refuses to resign. <laughs> so now we have a coach under fire who hasn't been fired, a president that refuses to resign. The man is now suspended by FIFA, and he has his mom, yes, his mother, going on a hunger strike to to protest this man's innocence. What the fuck is going on? This is insane. So I saw this story and it was like, it, you could see the escalation of it happening of like, oh, like, you know, Spain president, you know, sm- gives a little smooch and it's Spain president kisses the entire team. <laughs> Spain president makes out with one of the star players. Sp- Spain president grabs the ass. It's like, it just got worse and worse as the story went on. I was like, cause I watched the video and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. Like he, he gave him a kiss. Then he like picked one of the girls up and like, you know, full pickup. And I was like, oh, this okay. dude's like, very handsy. You're like, if, if I'm in the stands and that's my woman, I'd be like, hey, what you doing? Like, put her down. And then when he when he kissed home, girl, I was like, no, you did. Like, it was it was like four straight of like uh, questionable things that you could have done. But with the kiss, I was like, all right, that makes all those other four women that you did prior to like, it makes it even worse now. In the mother, the mother's having a hunger strike in solidarity. Can I put a cherry on top of this? Yeah, good. By the way, if you didn't notice, know this. I'm sure this girl, because this guy apparently made out with everyone and grabbed everyone. One of the women on the team, her father passed away during the game, and she found out after the game. So you go from getting made out by this creepy old man to learning your dad died. This poor Spain women's soccer team, <laughs> just like. I did just so bad. Yeah, so bad, man. D, so take bad. us away. I will. I'll be a little bit more positive for, but not positive for those that got to go against me. So I know that we put out an incredible fantasy football draft recap and, and prep for you guys last week. I want to give a big shout out to everybody that's in my Taunton League that was able to get me the third pick. And again, you guys are all playing for for, for, for last place and second because you're not going to get first. Big shout outs to Yahoo for this, this headline. This is what I got. Big Nick Energy dominates the draft with an A-plus grade and projected first-place finish. Grade A-plus. Y'all want to hear what you allowed Frizz to do? And I'm telling you, listen to Trudeau, listen to Frizz. We will get you guys to the top of your ranking to win some bread. Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Josh Allen, DJ Moore. Like, hit after hit after hit after hit. You want to know what I got banking on it? Because I know he's going to come back. Alvin Kamara, you want to know who's going to be one of the best tight ends this year? 
Pat Fryermouth. Like, y'all let me get these guys. I told you that I was going to go draft them literally seven days ago, and you still let me get them. So I'm sorry that y'all playing for second place. You let me do it again. For those that got a draft with me on Saturday, don't let me get these guys, right? Don't let me be the top dog. Because if Big Nick Energy has another great, solid draft, like it's just going to be bread after bread, and we're going to be in st eating steak and lobster in February again. Like That's just what's going to happen. So let me get this straight. You have the opportunity to talk about anything in the world, sports, pop culture to close out, and you talk about your own goddamn fantasy football. Do you think a single person out there cares about your fantasy football team? I could care less what anybody else thinks about my fantasy football team because this is my closing take. This ain't your closing take. Hit us up with that music so we can get up out of here. Because y'all was wrong. All right, D. Let's get you. Let's let's get the people out here. Let's find the right. the closing out music. You can get people out here, right? I'll stop yelling. Uh, no, appreciate you guys jumping in here. And like I had mentioned before, like we always mention, every time that you guys are in here listening to us, like it's all love. We really feed off of your energy. I don't even care about your notes, bro. Go on about your business. Uh, for those that found us on Twitch, thank you for being here. For those that found us on YouTube, thank you for being here. And those listening tomorrow, make sure to hit us up on all the socials, Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Obviously, you can go to our website, frizzinthegrizz.com. We will have merchandise sooner or later. We just need for you guys to support us. Hit us up with that sub, hit that like, hit that comment, all that shit. Uh, when you guys are heading up out of here, please make sure y'all take care of y'all mentals. Make sure you take care of y'all physicals. Take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all children. And we'll catch y'all on the rebound. Be safe, fellas.